0: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Fleet Flicker. I'm your host, Sean Murray, and yes, I did say it's good. I did say good morning. It is about well, it is midnight. Let's just say so. It's a it's a new day. I know yesterday, well, several hours ago, we did put out a podcast. Now that we are on a kind of on a roll, we're feeling a little bit better. So now it's time to start knocking knocking out these knocking out these episodes because, as you say, football season is getting closer and closer. Well, OT is OTAs are coming. Camp is coming. Excitement is building and building for the for the season. So we're getting so we're we're getting to that time. I know it's a couple more weeks for players, start going to camps and you start seeing you know, seeing your favorite players, your favorite teams, and then not too long after you'll see preseason games, and I'm sure fans are certainly looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Whenever I get a chance to I'm gonna be glued to the uh, NFL network. They always have excellent, you know, footage and they always go around to every team in the league. They have, you know, their their people there, you know, tell them what they're seeing in camp and so forth and so forth. But it's it's getting that close. It's a great it's it's getting to be that great time of year. Um, you know, before I know it, football will be here. College football will be getting into gear as well at some point. So, football, football is slowly, surely getting there. I know football fans are getting psyched. They're getting pumped, just as well, just as well as I am. And uh, certainly for those fantasy football fans out there, I'm sure they're getting pumped. And I'm sure some people now are already preparing for their drafts. I mean, me, I'm already preparing for my draft. i prepare for my draft probably like late, late last month, and it still is going on. I've been doing my rankings, my listing, my players, trying to predict who's going to get kept in my keeper league, who won't get kept. Uh, it's it's an exciting time. Uh, as I usually start off most of my podcasts, for those people who are listening to it for the very first time, I want to say thank you for doing so, and please continue to come on back. You know, bring your your... You know, your family, your loved ones, your mom, dad, wife, kids, whoever you want to be your neighbor, please please don't come on, and listen listen to the podcast. Uh again, for those who did not been me from day one, I wanna thank you for doing so and please bring continue to bring your um any you know, family, your loved one, so forth and so forth. Please tell them to come on in. We're all we're all family here. Uh this is a clean podcast. There's no four-letter words or nothing like that we talk nothing but football and that's the way i like it. that's the way i like it i hope that's the way that you guys like it uh as i've always stated uh, i'm on facebook and i'm on twitter um uh, if you have any questions for me that if you got a question for me that you want me to answer i will do the best i can to get on the air and answer the questions which again, you gotta ask me. Ask me the questions, so I can answer, answer them. And it won't be much longer. It won't be too much longer. I'll be getting to the fact where I'll start making my predictions for this year. for, you know, for this year, who I believe will go to the Super Bowl. Maybe who win the MVP, but we haven't got to that right now. And we're going. We're going. We're going to get there. It's going to be several more episodes before we get to that to that part uh I've wasted everybody's time. Let's start jumping into uh some new some new news. Um and the first bit of news we'll will discuss is uh we, we seem to have to a theme. The last couple of episodes we start off with uh Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson. We're gonna stick with the theme and quarterback theme. Let's talk about Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, there's been a couple of rumors coming about Jimmy Garoppolo, head you had you heard the rumor that that the uh, supposing the Tampa Tampa Bay Buccaneers were interested in Jimmy Garoppolo they wanted to get Jimmy they wanted to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo and had basically have Jimmy back up Tom Brady this year and then Jimmy would take over for Tom Brady if Brady decided to let's say ride off into the sunset once and for all after next season now now, of course, you know, um, of course, Tampa Bay has denied, these rumor, has denied these rumors. I believe Jimmy Garoppolo's agent has denied these rumors as well. And for me, that's kind of what it is, rumors. Now, again, you have to weigh the way, the way Tom Brady's been playing the last, you know, a couple of years, and Tom will be 45 in August. It seems like Tom can play for probably maybe a couple more years. But I think I, but I understand why the rumors came about. Simply put, at one point in time, of time it always taps all of us on the shoulder at some point in time and says, "You know what, your time is up." And eventually, of time is going to tap Tom Brady on the shoulder. It's amazing what Tom Brady has done. Seven Super Bowls. He's got the into to playoffs now. Tampa Bay is favorite, probably more than likely to win their division. They'll get back into the playoffs again this year. It'll be very interesting to see if Tampa Bay can do a deep playoff run. Now, some of the talent on Tampa Bay is kind of is kind of left. You got a couple offensive linemen that you've got to replace that you have replaced via draft and a trade. Uh, I mean, Leonard Fournette has uh, is is back as your top running back. Now, Ronald Jones is gone, but that's not really a big loss. The biggest thing would be is, can Chris Godwin be healthy? There has been a buzz, at least there was a Twitter buzz, that I heard that there's a slim possibility Godwin could be ready by opening day against the Dallas Cowboys. I think that's probably a stretch, a huge stretch. But you know, the way modern medicine is nowadays, it wouldn't surprise me if he was ready. Uh, you do have Russell Cage stepping in. Uh, Perryman is there. who I think could be a pretty good number four four option. Gronk has gone off into retirement. OJ Howard is not there. Cameron Bright's got a bigger responsibility to step into that number one tight end role. Brady, Brady's Bray's offensive weapons might take a little bit of a dip. But Tom Brady, but Tom Brady, if he can stay healthy, he stays in Tampa. Keeps him upright. Tom can still put up productive numbers. But we all gotta understand that Father Time does have all of us on the shoulders at one point in time. It called to Michael Jordan. It's catching up a little bit to LeBron James. It catches it catches up to all of us. Don't matter how great we are, Father Time catches up to us at one point, at one point. Doesn't matter grave an an athlete you were, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you were Babe Ruth Back in the day, it doesn't matter. It catches up to all of us at some point in time. But every athlete, some athletes, want to keep playing and playing because they love the game so much. But then again, their skills deteriorate. Now, with Tom Brady, that's, that does not seem to be the case as of right now. He still seems to be able to play at a high level. And we'll find out this year if he continue to play at that high level. Or heck, well, Kenny dodged a bullet from Talbot from my father time one more time. Now, let's say let's just say for the sake of argument, twenty twenty three is here, and Tom Brady, Tom Brady goes to Tampa Bay Management and say, you know what? I'm retiring. I'm done with it. Yeah, I'm done. I'm out of here. Peace out. Okay, now. If you're looking ahead, I know they've got Blaine Gabbert who is back, who is back this season to back up Tom Brady. But I think Blaine's on a one-year deal. If that's the case, Blaine's out the door next year. Then that comes down to a to drafted a couple of years ago, Kyle Trask. So let's say if Brady decides to retire, Gabbert's gone. Kyle Trask ends up being the few ends up being the quarterback. Let's say in 2023, if that happens to be the proverbial case, now. In a way, I can see where Jimmy Garofalo's name would come up. Now, Jimmy, tall, intents and purposes. I don't see Jimmy. I can't see Jimmy starting a year in San Francisco. But then again, there's a possibility he could stay in San Francisco. He's had shoulder surgery. That has certainly curtailed his um, training. My thing is that Baker Mayfield can get traded. And Jimmy Garoppolo should be able to get traded somewhere to somebody. Now again, Garoppolo did back up Tom Brady in New England, and he has a Super Bowl because of, do, because of doing so. I mean, Garoppolo can say one thing: he has a Super Bowl ring, even though he backed up Tom Brady to get that ring. But Garoppolo, he may have his ups, he may have his downs, but he's won playoff games, he's won NFC Championship. Garoppolo has been to a Super Bowl. Jimmy, Jimmy can Jimmy can put that on his resume. He's been a backup at a Super Bowl. He started a Super Bowl game. I mean, that's the one thing Jimmy can put on his resume. No matter how you say Jimmy Garoppolo plays, now I don't. You know, to be honest with you, I don't see Jimmy in Tampa Bay. I mean, for them to do that, I think for them to make that type of trade, Jimmy would have to be Tom Brady would have to be. Out the door, and for some reason Jimmy stays with the Forty all year. Then I can see him looking at Hey, we need a quarterback. Then maybe, maybe in twenty twenty three, depends on Jimmy Garoppolo's situation. Then yeah, I can see him maybe going getting Jimmy for Tampa Bay because Brady, let's say Brady retires and Blake Gabbert's going to another, another team. Then maybe I can see him bringing in Kyle. Then I can see him bringing in Jimmy Garoppolo and have him Bell Kyle Trash for the starting job. I can see that but I don't see I just don't see the possibility of Jimmy going to Tampa Bay right now you've got Brady Blaine Blaine Gavin has played has ever since Blaine Gavin has gotten around Bruce earrings he seems to play better football yeah granted, Bruce has moved upstairs But Blaine Gavin is is a decent enough backup If Brady got hurt, Blaine could probably step in for a couple of games, and you can get by with a Blaine Gabbit. Now, if Blaine got hurt and Brady got hurt, do you have to let Kyle Trask step in? Then Then he might be in some serious trouble, some serious heat, so to speak. But I don't see Jimmy, but Jimmy's not going to Tampa Bay. Now, there's even a rumor that I read a few hours ago, true story, that maybe the Seattle Seahawks still, maybe, maybe they have interest in one Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, again, in a way, I kind of find a hard time to believe in that now. You've got Geno Smith, who I feel Geno will probably end up starting because he knows the system. you got Drew Locke, okay? Now, your third quarterback, I believe, is Eason for University of Georgia quarterback. He was on the Colts roster. He's the third string quarterback now. Would Jimmy be better than uh, Tony Eason? Yes, absolutely. Is Jimmy Gropple better than Geno Smith at some point? Yes, he is better. Is he better than Drew Locke? Yeah, he probably is. But I don't see Jimmy going to. I don't really see Jimmy going to Seattle. I don't. And I don't really see it happening. And to be honest with you, I see Jimmy still sitting in San Francisco. And I know that's not the that's not the ideal situation, that the 49ers really won. But to be honest with you, if Trey Lance is gonna be the starting quarterback, then Trey Lance is the starting quarterback. But you need a valuable backup. And Jimmy, well Jimmy would be that valuable backup. Now, I mean, it's not like Jimmy and Trey Lance haven't shared a locker room before. They did it last year. They made work last year. There was controversy who was gonna start Garoppolo or Lance. But Garoppolo sees, yeah, but people knew that Trey Lance, number one, was not ready for the job. And this season, the job as Trey Lance is basically to lose. And Jimmy has not been in camp. He's been, you know, he's been away rehabbing his shoulder. But the reason they wanted Jimmy Garoppolo away because they want, they want J- Trey Lance to focus on the job at hand. They want him to give him confidence, to build his confidence, to say, hey, you're the starting yeah. You're our starting quarterback, not Jimmy G. That's why we send him away. That's what we're trying to trade Jimmy Garoppolo because we want to prove to you that you are our quarterback. And that could be a key you know, but people are asking me, you know, people have asked me, friends of mine have asked me, well, okay, well, if he's not going to Carolina, you don't think he's going to Seattle, where does Jimmy go? There was another rumor going out that maybe the Cleveland Browns would be interested in Jimmy Garoppolo. Now that Baker's out the door, Deshaun Watson thing is still hanging up in the air. We don't know what type of suspension he will serve. If he serves a six-game, eight-game, twelve-game suspension, or he's even gone for the season. We do not know yet. Hopefully that'll be that will be determined here soon. But we know Jacob Brissett's gonna be the starting quarterback. But do you trade for Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah, well Garoppolo is a better option than Joshua Dobbs is my backup if Watson's going to serve a suspension a huge suspension which is what we're, what we're going to believe if that's the case maybe you see it like that but then again if you go out and get Jimmy Garoppolo let's say Watson serves a six game suspension well if he comes back Watson gets the job Jacoby comes to back up, and we will have Garoppolo as your third as your third string quarterback I don't see that flying so as of right now, I don't see Garoppolo being a fit for the Cleveland Browns. I mean, I can go up and down. There's a lot of rosters I can go up and down. There's one team that kind of intrigues me a little bit, is what about the New York what about the New York Giants? Well, okay. I know and I know and he say, Well, John, you've lost your mind there. Well, Dan Jones is on his last year's contract, and if he does not produce, he's out of there. Now, they did get Taylor Taylor in the off season, and Taylor is is the backup, but I mean, but to be honest with you, to me, I think Jimmy G is a little bit better than Tara Taylor. Now, that's not to say I see Jimmy G going to the Giants, but it's an interesting option. I don't see him anywhere else. Now, somebody said, "What about the Dallas Cowboys?" Well, it's an interesting thought because. What happens if Dak Prescott gets hurt? Then you're relying on Cooper Rush. Now, Cooper Rush played one game last year and played very well that one game he did play last year. No denying that. But it'd be interesting if you give up a late-round pick and went out and got Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, Garoppolo would be an outstanding backup for Dak Prescott. But again, for Dallas fans, I don't see that happening because, obviously, Jerry and Steven have enough confidence in Cooper Rush to be a solid number two behind Dak Prescott. I get it. Cooper had a good game last year, but but if you got Jimmy G, Jimmy G would be an interesting fit for the Dallas Cowboys. I'll take the Giants off the list because you do have a Taylor Taylor, but I do like Jimmy, Jimmy G in a Cowboy uniform. I can see him backing up, Dak. I mean, to be honest with you, Dak's got the locker room. We know that Jimmy G's not going to come in and take the locker room away from Dak. That. That's kind of a foregone conclusion. And no, he's not going to end up in Washington. You start looking up there and say, what, the what about the Detroit Lions? Well, I don't know if I see Jimmy going to Detroit. I don't think Jared Goff has a, the strongest hold of that job. He doesn't have a strong hold on, on that job, really. But I don't know if I see Jimmy G going to Detroit you don't see in Minnesota, Chicago, I mean now, Chi-town, could he, could he end up going to Chi-town and back it up, and back it up, you know, maybe Justin Fields, veteran back up? I don't know, it's not a bad, not a bad fit, really. There's no way in Green Bay near Tampa Bay. Interesting thought, what about the Atlanta Falcons? I think they're, they're pretty much set on Mariota, and their young rookie quarterback that figures to be their number two quarterback, with the possibility of him taking the job over eventually. If you keep going through the roster, it's hard for me to pick where I think Jimmy could wind up can wind up at, as far as this. But but Jimmy, you know, right now if I did not get big an option, he's gonna stay in San Francisco. And I know that's not maybe the best option for Jimmy Garoppolo, but it might be the best option for the San Francisco 49ers. If something would happen to Trey Lance, well, guess what? I can turn to this guy who has gotten to a Super Bowl at least. Now, I'm sure if, if Trey got hurt second or third game of the season, which we hope not, let's say Jimmy's still on the roster, Jimmy steps in, let's say Jimmy, Jimmy steps in, Jimmy plays well. Do you Yeah, do you give Lance a job back or you just let you ride with Jimmy Garoppolo if that's a situation that you want to avoid in the first place? Well, guess what you could turn right around and you could be back, back in that same situation That's why I said want Jimmy out of there because they want Trey Lance to have all the confidence in the world that hey The job is yours if you mess up We're not we don't have Jimmy to go to that's why we want Jimmy out of there But for Jimmy uh, yeah. where do you yeah where does he go and that's you know that's a huge question mark are there teams there are teams out there that would take Jimmy Garoppolo I would say about the Houston Texans you got David Mills a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo in Houston would be an interesting fit but I don't see I don't really see Jimmy going to Houston but it's an interesting fit Could he go back to New England? I doubt it. I mean, I, I know Bill Check's got a soft spot for Jimmy G, but I don't see that happening. I don't see Miami. He's not going to Jets. And Buffalo, that's not happening. Clean's out of the picture. The biggest thing was with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, to be honest with you, you've got Mitchell Dravisky. You've already got your veteran, Mitchell Dravisky. Mason Rudolph. Is there, and he drafted the first round. He got a first round pick. So no, I don't see him with Pittsburgh, the Baltimore Ravens. No, I don't see the Ravens. Lamar Jackson, Tyler Huntley, Dallas, my Cincinnati Bengals. Burrow's the starter, but could Jimmy G be the backup for the Bengals? Absolutely. I think Jimmy would be a nice little fit for Cincinnati as the backup quarterback for for Garoppolo. I mean, for yeah, for Burrow. I think it'd be a great a great fit for him. The veteran quarterback, Burrow, and Burrow's not, not going to fear Garoppolo. I think the Bengals will welcome Garoppolo as a back, as a backup quarterback. In case Jimmy, in case you know, in case Burrow got hurt, Jimmy is a decent, is a quality enough replacement to step in. He take out the weapons he'd have around him, an improved offensive line. I mean, I can see him as a backup for the Bengals, but just say he's not going to spend the money to do that. It could be a Colt? No, Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans. I don't see him in Tennessee, even though I can see Jimmy being actually back up to Ryan Tannehill. Heck, I could see Jimmy maybe taking Ryan Tannehill's job. I could even see that's a possibility. If he's not going to Texans. I don't see him going to Jacksonville Jack And you start looking. There's no way in the AFC West he would go to. He would go to. So for Jimmy, it's a hard thing to say. Hey, Jimmy, where is Jimmy Garoppolo going to go? For right now, I don't have an answer. But if you had to go to a team, I could see him in Dallas. Dallas needs a backup quarterback. I'm not to- pretty much, I'm not really totally sold on the Cooper Rush show. And to be honest with you, I'd love to see him with Cincinnati. He could back up Joe Burrow. He'd be an excellent backup for Joe Burrow. But for right now, I don't see Jimmy Garoppolo getting a starting job. He's going to be a backup quarterback somewhere. But uh, his best option, and I hate to say it, is standing right in San Francisco. That's his best option. Trey Lance might not want to hear the answer to that. Trey Lance doesn't want to hear it, but that's his best option. Again, I would say maybe the Cincinnati Bengals are number two. If the Bengals really wanted a, a good backup quarterback, Garoppolo's the man to go get And Burrow would have nothing to worry about because Burrow knows he's the guy, that he is the guy. And I I love this third option, Dallas Cowboys. Let's be honest with you, Cowboys can use a backup quarterback. And Jimmy G, to me, is better than Cooper Rush. Now, surely you have to pay Jimmy a little bit of, of dough, but sometimes a lot, sometimes NFL teams will pay a good price for a back of a quarterback because at times you want to have two solid quarterbacks on your roster <coughs> just in case the starter gets hurt. But where does GBG go? I don't know. Crazy sounds, those are my three best options, but those are options that probably won't happen. Well, option number one might be the best option. And staying in San Francisco, after all, staying with um, the quarterbacks and for our Dallas Cowboy fans, I guess you've heard the buzz that Dak Prescott is feeling great. He's coming to camp in the best in the best shape possible. Dak says he feels this is the best he's felt in two years coming to camp, which is great news for Dallas for Dallas Cowboy fans. Now, the biggest thing I have for the Cowboys is now the Cowboys are the defending NFC East champions. But right now, a lot of experts feel they'll come down to either them or the Philadelphia Eagles. Some people feel that the Eagles might win the division this year because they, they've done a much better job in the draft, much better job in free agency than the Dallas Cowboys. And that is true. And I will agree with the experts that they've done a better job drafting. they did a better job you know, making some, you know, pre agent acquisitions, they have made even trades and got AJ Brown to upgrade the receiving core. Whereas the Bengals, whereas the Cowboys traded away Cooper for next Cooper for next to nothing. They lost. They lost. Randy Gregory on defense, they lost a couple of guys. They lost a couple of pieces to the offensive line. So the Cowboys, yes, the Cowboys are kind of hurting, hurting a little, a little bit. But it's good to hear the Dak is coming to camp in better shape. That he's coming in better shape. He's in the best shape of his career now. You can kind of take a lot, a lot of athletes can walk into camp and say, "Hey man, I'm in great. I'm in great shape." But then you can also go out there once the season began and sink up the joint. Now, I'm not gonna say that's gonna be the case with Dak Prescott because I don't feel that's the case. My biggest concern with the Dallas Cowboys is not Dak Prescott. He's not my concern. What's around Dak Prescott is my concern. You know, I had a chance to look at the. Uh, I was looking at the NFL Network as of yesterday. With me being on the sidelines of COVID and not be able to work, I got a chance to watch. You know, these old NFL, these NFL Network, the NFL Network puts out these you know, these old games. And one of the games I got a chance to watch was Dallas in the rookie year and Dak's rookie year and Ezekiel Elliott's rookie in rookie year as they uh were in the playoffs. And uh, it was simply it was it was interesting to see Dak and, and Zeke in rookie as the rookies making the playoffs. By looking at that team, that team was pretty interesting because you had what I know Des Bryant was on the team. I believe Cole Beasley was on that was on that was on that team as well. I was trying to think of all I think Jason Witten all in you know, a Hall of Fame tied in, Zeke as a rookie. I think they had didn't they have like Darren I think Darren McFadden, if I'm not mistaken. No, maybe I'm not maybe I'm wrong. 'Cause I am wrong. Because i want to say Darren McFadden was on that team, former Raider running back. I might be wrong if I remember correctly. But you had but you had a younger Tyrone Smith, you had Frederick, who was one of the better centers in the game, and you had one of the better guards in the game and win Zach Barton. Yeah. And to me, it's like Dak had more options. But now, let's fast forward to all two years later. Well, Tyrone Smith has been injury prone, has been injured prone the last last few years and you have to wonder how much how much more life does he have in his body. Zach Bardman dinged up the last couple of years, and he had his ups and downs last year. You have to wonder, yeah. Well, Frederick, he had to retire at an early age. Yeah, the offensive line for Dak, to me, is not the best that has been since he's gotten there, because you have uncertainty. If Smith, can Smith stay healthy for all seventeen games? He hasn't done that in the last several years. He's had a hard time playing all 17 games the last couple of years. The offensive line is getting is getting older, and they did draft an offensive lineman out of Tulsa, which they might have made a reach a reach for him. But they feel that they feel that he can be a guy to step in, and at least play the interior line right away, with the possibility to be a tackle in the future. Maybe they feel he can replace one Tyrone Smith, but we'll. We'll see if that's going to be a case in time. Now, Zeke was a beast in his rookie year, but people, experts know and fans know, Zeke is not the same guy that he once was. Now, I like Tony Pollard. But the thing is, Amari Cooper is gone, and now C.D. steps up into his spot. Now, I think C.D. has the capability of being a very good receiver in his leg. Do not get me wrong. But after C.D. land, the receiving board takes a dip takes a huge dip. We all know Michael Gallup's going to be out for maybe the first three or four games of the season. But after that, it's just, you've got nothing. I like Dalton Schultz. Now, Dalton Schultz is playing is playing on a one-year deal. And I like Dalton because right now, CeeDee Lamb and Dalton Schultz are the best two options for Dak Prescott. But the bottom line is this offense is not as potent as last year's offense, or even a year before that. Now the defense, to be honest with the defense, improved last year, which it needed to improve last year. And it did something it did that. But like I said, Randy Gregory's gone. They had some injuries on defense last year. Now Parsons Parsons is a beast Parsons has the capability of being a defensive player of the year hands down Lawrence Lawrence has uh, since hes really got that contract he really hasn't looked to his billing so you have to wonder Lawrence needs to come around I've never been sold on the set I like on Diggs. 11 receptions last year but I've never been completely sold on the back end back into that that secondary. I've never been sold on the secondary. The defense, the defense sh- should still be middle of the pack. But the all- for the first time, the offense, it could be an issue for the Cowboys. That's why they're trying to, that. that's why I think about line telling you know, they're Pollard up in a slot. Like I said, there's free agent receivers out that they could bring in. A former Dallas Cowboy receiver, matter of fact, Cole Beasley is sitting out there on the waiver wire. I can see Dallas reach out to Cole Beasley, brought Cole Beasley in. Now, yeah. yeah. If that would be the case, it would put the pressure on Beasley. Beasley would have to be like the number two receiver behind C D lamb. And I mentioned Julio Julio Jones is out there, you know, Julio suffered injuries the last couple of years. He's not the same Julio Jones that we all knew and loved at one point in time. But Cole Beasley's out there, I mean, bring Beasley back. Beasley had a heck of a rapport with Dak Prescott. I would think about that. Bring it in. Cause you know Gallup's gonna be sitting down for the first three or four games. Once Gallup gets health gets healthy enough to be productive, you could have Gallup back in the line. I can see you now. You could have Lamb, Gallup, Beasley to go to the number three slot you would have at least three decent receivers and I think Dak Prescott can enjoy that. You put you get Tony Pollard more involved in the game. If the offensive line can can keep Dak upright, can Zeke come back? Can Zeke, you know, get back? I think Zeke did get a thousand yards last year, but it was kinda of like a quiet thousand yards for Zeke. But the biggest thing is I hate to say, but this is the one year to me the offense is going to take a dip. It's going to take a a huge size dip, and that's not Dak Prescott's fault. That's what's around him, that Jerry has given him, that Stephen Jones has given him. It's not that solid, and that's the biggest issue with with the Dallas Cowboys. It's not Dak. Dak's Dak's come to camp and. In good shape, that's all fine well really and good. But Dak's got to realize the offensive talent around him is not, as, is not maybe as solid as he believes it really is. And it's not as good as it has been in the past. And for Dak, I got a feeling Dak understands that and he realizes that. That is why. That's why the rumors are going around that Dak may be asked to run the football more this year. And Dak can do that. That's why there's possibilities of Tony Pollard up on the slot because they needed me. because the Dallas Cowboys realized that the offensive talent is not there. That's why we're asking Dak to run the ball. That's why we're going to put Tony Pollard in a slot and use him more this year because there's no Omar Cooper. He's gone. And Amari Cooper was still a top 15 receiver in this league. Now, granted, C.D. Lamb certainly has capability of being that. But once I've said before, Gallup is hurt. Still a from an ACL injury. Yeah. So as of right now, you got C.D. Lamb. And who do you got? James Washington or Tolbert's going to be your starter your, your star alongside C.D. Lamb. I get it. you got Dalton Schultz. He's there. Yes. But what are you going to do? Are you going to put Tony Pollard, your number two receiver? And they see run the ball? I don't think that's gonna happen. That's not happening. But the thing is, Dallas needs to find a number two receiver to go along with CD until Gallup gets back. Again, I said it. Reach out to Cole Beasley. He said Beasley wants to come back to Dallas. I mean, make if you're paying Dak forty million dollars, you need to get Dak. You need he get Dak all the help he can get, and Beasley and Dak. Have a good rapport. They had a good rapport in the past, and I'm sure they could get it back again. But for Dak, I'm glad that he's in, he's in good shape. He's healthy, he's coming to camp. But Dak's got to realize the all around surrounding him is not what he once was. Now, I know you're saying, well, John, they went lost on Mari Cooper, but all Marty Cooper was a big part of, the, of what they did. Because, like we said before, Zeke is not the same guy he once was. They were asked Tony Pollard to do more, certainly catch more passes. And I need to say, CD, he might even catch 100 balls, to step his game up. Dalton Schultz, he's got to step his game up. And Michael Gallup, Michael Gallup is gonna have to get healthy quick and fast to be, to get some kind of production out of him. And Tolbert, a lot, the Cowboys seem to like Tolbert, seem to think he has a lot to my website. Now, if he does, if he if he does, then there's your number two guy. But I've got to see it. Maybe we'll see it in camp with everybody else. Maybe where the Jimmy and G- Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones are saying, maybe they feel this kid is that good. you got James Washington. James Washington is not... didn't show that much in Pittsburgh. So now... He's gonna try to, he's gonna try to show it show what he's got in Dallas. But again, it goes back to some of this. Dak's gotta realize and the Cowboys realize they don't have that offensive power power that they that they once did. And for Dak, Dak's gonna need to be in really, really good shape. For one simple fact is they're gonna ask Dak to run the football more. And there's nothing wrong with that. But in Dallas's mind, you better hope Dak don't get hurt because if he gets hurt then if he gets hurt, whatever chance you had making the playoffs, it's gone, it's gone, it's simply gone. But I get it. I'm glad Dak's in great shape. And he's healthy. But Dax got to realize, look around you, Dak, that offense is not, is not what it used to be. And that's going to be the Dallas Cowboys' issue for this coming season. Now we'll talk about, we'll get off the quarterbacks, we'll talk about one team in particular that there's a couple of articles I've read and I want to address this team and I'm not going to say this team goes quite as far as as last year's Cincinnati Bengals. Who Everybody thought the Bengals were a year away and they ended up going to the Super Bowl. But here's a team that to me is on the upswing that nobody's really talking about. And I'm not sure I'm going to get laughed at. I'm going to get ridiculed. And that would be one the Detroit Lions. I know. I know. What's, what's the big buzz? What is the big buzz about Detroit? And I'm sure people can say, when's the last time Detroit had a winning winning team? You know, so it the last time they had a quality you, know, quality, you know, maybe like a quality coach or whatever the case might be here. But think about it is Dan Campbell is doing the best he can to build, you know, build a quality team and a good organization. Now, you know, if you if, if you if you sit down and you look at the Detroit Lions, now I can make a case where Detroit has more talent than maybe the Chicago Bears. Now I'm not going to say they're better than Minnesota. I'm not going to say they're better than Green Bay. I'm not saying that, but Detroit could have a better team than Chicago Bears. Heck, I think Detroit can finish third in that division. Now, I know that's not—I know you're saying, well, John, that's not really a, a big whoopee do. But for Detroit, it's a step up. No, I'm not going to say Detroit's going is going is going to make the playoffs because they are not going to make the playoffs in the NFC. There's too much talent in the NFC for Detroit to surprise that many people to the point they're going to make the playoffs. But you got, but but hear me out. Hear me out here. Now. I'm still not really sold on Jared Goff as as my quarterback. And there's times Jared can look god-awful. And there's times that Jared can sit back and say, you know what, he might not be that bad after all. But you do have a veteran quarterback in Jared Goff leading your team. Detroit's offensive line is not that is not that bad. it's not that bad. I've seen worse offensive lines in this league. But they're but they but they've done the last couple of years is try to get an offensive line. DeAndre Swift I like DeAndre Swift. I think he's one of the better. I mean, he's going win his third year now. Last year, last year he was hurt. Last he was hurt off and on last year. If he can stay with a full seventeen games, I think that's going to be DeAndre's biggest issue. Can he stay healthy? If DeAndre, if DeAndre can stay healthy, I really believe the uh, I believe the sky could be the limit for for DeAndre Swift. They got was it uh, Jamel? Yeah, uh, Jamel Lewis from. Um, from the Green Bay Packers last year. I think he's a, a, a fine addition as well. You know, the receiving court, they went out and got D.J. DJ Hawkins offseason. Yeah. Now, St. Brown, who played very well last year as a rookie, they got Williams from Alabama. Now, granted, I don't think Williams is going to be running by opening day. And you still got T.J. Hawkinson. Hawkinson as your tight end. You know, the funny thing about it is there's potential. I mean there is potential on the, there's potential offensively for the for the Detroit Lions. There is something there to work with. The biggest issue could really be the quarterback spot and one, you know, Jared Goff. But for right now, Jared Goff is gonna be the quarterback. Now <sighs> you know, and I, it, the joke was made early in, early in the show is what about, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo? I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo would be a good fit for Detroit. What they need is a younger quarterback. They need a quarterback. Now, a guy like maybe, if they played that bad, a guy like Bryant Young from Alabama could come in, could be a starter quarterback in 2023, and let's say you still have that talent around you. Okay, Detroit could make some noise. I'm not so on Jared Goff, but offensively, Detroit is not that bad offensively. They can do a much better job in some think than the Chicago Bears could in their own division. Now, defensively, the Georgia has got... The has got to get better defensively. Now they drafted Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan, and there has been rave throughout camp on what he has done thus far. But, you know, but there is a little bit of talent, you know, on on the you know in that defense there's some talent there now I'm not gonna sit back and I'm not gonna say that Detroit is gonna be is gonna be the turnaround team this year they're gonna make the playoffs. I'm not saying that not at all but to be honest with you Detroit if I'm other NFL teams I got the Detroit Lions on the schedule. I wouldn't take them likely not anymore I wouldn't there's something there. Now whether Dan Campbell can continue to bring it out in Detroit, we'll see. Now, I know Dan, I, I know I bashed Dan last year because of some of the comments he made about getting on Jared Goff's case about certain things, and I can't blame it all on Jared Goff. I know the quarterback is the first one that gets the backlash or catches, you know, catches hell because of how bad a team plays. That's the first thing to go to. Well, you go to the coaching staff, you go to the head coach. Then the quarterback gets a second, gets a second of it. Now, especially if, if the offense doesn't play well, the quarterback that get is going to get it. Now, if you don't have talent around you, then I can't can't blame the quarterback the whole time. You cannot do that. But I think with Detroit, maybe for once and for all, there are better days ahead. There are maybe better days ahead. For the Detroit Lions, but we'll you know we'll we'll see in time. But I think you know defensively, there's still gotta be there's still gotta be some work defensively. But you went out and got Hutchinson. I think Hutchison hopefully will be able to help Detroit get more pressure on that quarterback. But offensively, Detroit's not that bad offensively. It's interesting to see if you know if Jared Gott can. Goth can do something in his second year with Detroit if he can make some improvement. Can DeAndre DeAndre Swift stay healthy? Can that receiving core continue to develop? And I think that's going to be a thing. I mean, but I'd say this: if I'm teens that got Detroit on my on my schedule this coming season, I got to be honest with you, I wouldn't take Detroit too likely. Again, like I said before. I'm not gonna say Detroit's gonna make the playoffs. I'm not saying that. That'd be a pretty good stretch. That'd be going way out there in left field. To be honest with you, if I believe Detroit's gonna make the playoffs, I'm not gonna say that. But what I'll say this for the first time, I can say Detroit may actually may actually get some teams some fits this year, and maybe they need to get a little more pull, a little more respect, respect on their name this year. I think they may surprise a lot of teams. So for teams around the Detroit's lines. Schedule this year. Don't think these guys are too likely. I think Dan Campbell can get them, can get them to play and can get them to play good football. I think if they can improve the defense. I think the offense is not that bad. I think if they can get, improve on that defense, continue to get the offense involved, Detroit could surprise people. And I really believe that they can. I mean, for, I know Detroit fans are for years and years upon years. They have been a laughing stock. In Detroit, it's not, you know, it's been a long time since the uh, Detroit Lions have won an NFL championship. They've never been to a Super Bowl. They may host a Super Bowl, but they've never been to one. I mean, go back to Detroit Lions days. The, when was the last quarterback led to an NFL championship? What, Bobby Lane? Bobby Lane, I think. He was the last guy. But you look at all the talent they had. What was it Charlie Sanders, who passed away, What I think, last year? A talented receiver. Who can't forget about Megatron? Him and, him and Matthew Shrafford. And what about the great Barry Sanders? Everybody remembers Barry Sanders. I can remember who was back then. She had Herman Moore. I can remember Herman Moore. There was always talent. Yeah, Detroit's always had talent. But this time around it becomes interesting. If hopefully Dan Campbell and company can continue to develop the Detroit Lions, I mean, Dan did, didn't did do that bad of a job last year. He had his ups, he had his downs, certainly. But I think Detroit Lions can surprise a lot of people this year. So, for people who got Detroit on their schedule, don't sleep on them. Detroit is maybe on the verge of finally coming around. And I'm sure Detroit... Detroit fans, the Jerry Ford faithful, and the Ford, the Ford ownership will certainly love, yeah, would love to see a winner in Detroit, finally, can you see it now, Detroit Lions winning a division championship, maybe, <coughs> maybe in the playoffs, maybe not this year, I don't see it this year, but I think some of the stuff they're doing, they're heading it, they're heading certainly in the right direction. Let's um, let's let's talk about another football team. Let's talk about the uh, Denver Broncos and the news that's coming out of Denver that uh, former Secretary of State, of Lee, if, if I pronounce it, I'm probably in, a botch in the first name and knowing me, I've never been great on pronouncing first names or last names or something. And um, you know, it's Corn I think it's yeah. Uh, Cordella, Cordelza, I, yeah, it's. And I botched, I botched, I botched it up already. Rice, former Secretary of State, is going to be is going to be part ownership, part of the ownership, I believe, of the Denver Broncos. Now, again, for my female um, now to my um, female viewers out there, it's not, you know. It's not a surprise that a a, a woman, such of her statue. Now, I know that she's a big football football fan. I believe she's a, a Cleveland Brown fan, if I'm not mistaken. And now she's going to be part of an ownership group of the Denver Broncos. Now, women have gotten involved in sports. I mean, now, of course, Daniel Shiner's wife, She's involved in it because, of course, of Daniel's you know, because of all what Daniel Shine has gone through. Um, the Buffalo Bills have a woman predominantly uh, in ownership with her husband, and of course, they own the uh, Buffalo Bills, the Buffalo Sabres, I believe, of uh, the of, uh, NHL. Again, predominant women have become predominant in ownership now. This lady who is very who is very well known, very well known as a former secretary of state, she's getting involved in, in the Denver Broncos ownership now. She's a, a football fan, to my understanding. Of course, she was part part of a uh, was the college football committee committee at one time, trying to determine like was the national championship. Yeah, she was part she was part of that a few years ago. Um, so so she is a football fan, knows her football and it's great to see it's great to see women getting more and more involved in football. Like I said before, we've got you've got what coaches, referees. Uh, you've got even late women in, um, in their front offices there was a young lady that got uh, interviewed for the Minnesota Vikings general manager position this past off season. She didn't get the job, but she was off, but she was, you know, but she was asked to come in and do an interview. And of course, like I said, you've got female presence, presence of the team. And they got people getting involved in ownership. And this is something that's eventually, this is eventually will keep growing. I know the, uh, my team, the Cincinnati Bengals, I believe Mike Brown's, Mike Brown's daughter is like the, uh, is is like the vice president of the Cincinnati Bengals. And she's the one that, she's the one that sits in on, on contract talks. She's the one I believe that has contract, you know, that sits in on the contract talks more so than Mike Brown does. And she's been doing that for several years. And I remember and I caught up on. Um, I was watching an old episode, I believe, of Hard Knocks, Cincinnati Bengals. And this is a while ago. This is when we said Carlson, Palmer, and uh, Chad Johnson was still playing, still playing for the uh, Bengals. And um, and I was I was sitting there listening to um, some of the, uh, some of the bits where she was talking to. Um, the gentleman named Andre Smith was a left tackle from the University of Alabama many, many years ago, and he was a first-round draft pick. and He couldn't, and they had a hard time getting him to come into coming to camp. And how she was negotiating with Andre Smith's agent, not so much Andre Smith himself, but but I believe that she is coming. She had came out. And she said she wasn't involved in negotiations for many, many years. Even even yeah, even yeah, I think even when she was like in college or something like that, she was kind of would sit back and listen in and be somewhat involved in the negotiations. Now, I believe her yeah if I'm not mistaken, I've read this some before and I could be I could be misquoted, but I believe it was I believe it's her and her husband really, I think, do more of the day-to-day operations than than Mike Brown does. I could be wrong, and somebody might might tell me differently. Now, maybe since Cincinnati Bengals will uh, tell me differently. But I believe, if I remember at some point in time, that she and her husband, I believe, are kind of more in control of the team than actually Mike Brown does. I think they had more input than Mike Brown does now nowadays. But. Again, the thing is it's 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 great to see that women are are getting involved more so in the NFL and whatever capacity it is and there's gonna come a day, I mean, there's gonna come a day you may see a, a female being a general manager of a football team. I mean you've already got women that are, are in part owners of an NFL team. You never know. One of these days you could ever have an NFL commissioner be a female. That would not surprise me. That wouldn't surprise me at all if we ever if we ever get to see that day come. Who knows? Maybe one day we'll have a, a woman being an NFL coach. I mean, women involved so much in sports. I mean, there's nor I believe I want to say it's the New York Yankees. And I could be wrong on that, but don't they have a? A female manager within their organization that coaches like the manager of a minor league team I might be wrong I'm sure someone might correct me on that but I, I want to say as a Yankees I might be wrong on that um, of course you know you've got assistant female coaches you know as far as I think there're a few in the NBA there's uh, you know and I would be surprised one day if there's a coach if there's a female coach in the in the in the NBA I mean you've got certainly you know you got women's college you know women's you know there's a lot of women that coach you know college basketball now I look for the day there's gonna be a woman to do a coaching man's basketball team I'm looking for that day to come as soon as well but you know it's 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 it's, it's a new day and age when are getting more involved in sports it's 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 an interesting story. I've had you know, I had a I had a fun time of watching um uh, the thirty thirty special of uh, the uh, females version of the dream team, if if you will. I was a three potter, very interesting, very interesting. And those women on that Olympic dream team, if if you will, if you wanna if you wanna say that, where they were the Olympic gold. And it was them, it was these ladies that helped Spurred the WNBA, which has been a success, has been a huge success now, and you've had a lot of great staff played played for the you know WNBA, and and a lot of women off that Olympic team ended up playing the WNBA and did very well for themselves and were uh, well for themselves. After playing basketball, some went on to be basketball coaches. Some went to work for ESPN. As an analyst some had great careers in the WNBA but that's the thing way back in the day when they can tell you that they never thought they would see this day but now this day has come and this day will continue to come but it's good but it's great but it's great for for females and it's great that they're getting involved in in, in sports I know there's a lot of females out there that don't follow sports don't care for sports and that's and that's certainly fine but for those who are, God, are passionate about it you know this is just another step I mean it's it's a step that's already been that's already sort of hard been done already but it's interesting it's interesting now that she gets involved in um, the Denver Broncos you know, ownership, and uh, like I said, I'm continuing, the NFL will continue to, and other major sports, they will continue to evolve, and like I said, one of these days, you might have, you might have actual, well, we've already got a, a woman that's like a part owner of a team, so that's not, that's not, oh my gosh, but you may have a team, maybe you may have a, a female one day, that may be the sole owner of an NFL team if I can if I can use that term but I believe that day is coming sooner certainly sooner rather, rather than later well, ladies and gentlemen we're getting close to time to wrapping wrapping up this episode uh, as I stated earlier um, earlier in my podcast um, any questions that you might have for me that I that you, that you want me to answer I'll try to answer uh, please you know please by all means reach me on Facebook or Twitter there's only two at media outlets I do I do use if you want to get in touch with me uh, again is again I want to hear from you I want to see I want your opinions I and mean, give me your opinions on your favorite teams what they you feel they might do this year you know what you feel they might do this year you know give me your opinions on who might win the super bowl who may be the, the MVP of the league whatever the case whatever the case might be just like you know just you know come on in just come on let me know and I'll do the best I can to answer to answer questions the best I can on air and uh Maybe if we've got enough questions, I'll have to set aside certainly maybe a whole podcast where I can answer a lot of questions. But we'll see in time. Once again, I'm getting off of here. Uh, I want to wish, certainly, keep yourselves well. And uh, we'll talk again soon.